welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here today. And I'm not sure what I'm going to call this sucker. Maybe something like be the living example. Be the example. And um, I'm going to start off with a little story. Of course I am. <laughs> you guys know this whole podcast is like spirituality, storytelling, all that kind of good fun shit. So my birthday's coming up soon. I'm going to, I keep talking about, I love my birthday. I love birthdays in general. I know some people don't like to celebrate birthdays and not into them. I am not, the, I am the exact opposite of that. I love my birthday. And my birthday is actually two days after Gandhi's birthday, Mahatma Gandhi. If you don't know who Gandhi is, go do your homework. Okay. The basics are he was a um, a lawyer, an Indian lawyer. He died, I think it was 1948. He died. I think he was, um, but he was born October 2nd in like 18 something. <laughs> so I've been thinking about birthdays and birthdays close to mine. And I started to think about Gandhi. Uh, he was, um, like I said, he was an Indian lawyer. He practiced nonviolent resistance and it was his life and his perspective. And um, his teachings and all the stuff that he did um, when he was trying to help India, you know, get their freedom from from Britain. Um, so his work inspired a lot of civil rights movements and freedom movements uh, here in the United States as well. But um, Gandhi's one of the one of the people on my spiritual team, and there's so much about um, him and his life and his work, and who and how he was. Uh, that inspires me and is an is an inspiration. And I'm not saying the guy was perfect. Like there's all again, I always got to say like there's nuances and exceptions to all things, right? But um, I really think that um, you know the word Mahatma means great soul, and uh, I think he was one of those souls that came through. And in his lifetime, he re really tried to have his life be. You know how I always say at the end of the show. May, may, wherever you go, may you be a blessing. I think Mahatma really tried to use his energetic life force, his soul force, you know, while he was here um, for the purpose of bettering not only life for himself, but for so many others. Uh, he was also vegetarian. Uh, he believed in compassion towards animals. Uh, there's just so many things I love about him. And there's a particular story that has always stuck with me about him. And I've tried to do some research to hear if it's really true and um, to find out if it's really true. And I discovered that it's like true enough that he had said it enough times in different ways. It was, um, you know, attributed uh, to him. So at some point he did uh, say this from what, from what my research is. But so the story goes is that, you know, he would often take vows of silence where he wouldn't speak you know, but the media and people report as people still wanted to talk to him because he was a great leader and a great teacher. 
So apparently like one time he got asked somewhere and it's always like the stories say it was in different situations, different scenarios. Um, but one of them is, is that he was on a train going somewhere or he was boarding something to leave and go some, somewhere else. And a reporter asked him and said, you know, you know, Gandhi, what is your message for the young people or what is your message? And um, he wasn't speaking at the time. So he wrote down somewhere on a piece of paper and he held it up and it said, my life is my message. My life is my message. And so it got me to thinking about this. And of course, I always start with like, how does this apply to me? Um, and then I'll, of course, because I have a podcast and I love you guys and I love to share things that I'm thinking about, that I'm wicked excited about, that I have going on, whatever. Um, I wanted to share this with you, this, this concept of my life is my message. Now, there's one of the things that I see in our culture. I see it a lot, especially in the entrepreneurial world. Um, I see it a lot with coaches. I see it with yoga teachers. I see it with people who are having to quote unquote market themselves as being a particular thing. And whether that is an expert or somebody who's mastered something or somebody who's unique or special or is trying to niche down or fucking buy my wares, right? Like the, the way that we are all forced in some ways to like perform, especially the whole social media thing. And Again, like, you know, online, like, because remember back in the day when everything was just like products and places, like you would go somewhere and have an experience or you would go to the store and buy a thing. Before the internet, there was no like online anything. There was no online coaching, online training, online, whatever. Like you had to go and be in person or you had to read books or listen to it, whatever, right? And so, so much information and access to things. Um, whether that's spiritual development, personal development, self-help, growth, like trainings, teachings, whatever, right? They're, they're just uh, Amazon books, uh, books on tape, audio, like the uh, podcast is a gazillion things. I'm going to make my point. So stay with me. I'm kind of going around the long way a little bit um, to try and kind of talk to make my point. But when I think about Gandhi in his life's work, Okay. When I think about the, and I don't even know if he would have called it a legacy. I think the guy just left a legacy. You know what I mean? I don't have children. Um, I know a lot of um, people with kids, right? Human children um, often think about this concept of legacy. Like what's my legacy that I'm leaving, that I'm passing down through my lineage and my blood and my children and like whatever. I, I don't have that. Whatever I leave behind is going to be a memory or my books or quote unquote, my podcast or my teachings. But I imagine at some point when I die and, you know, the bill stops getting paid for the, for the podcast platform, right? Even that will disappear at some point, like me in memory of me, like there will be no legacy unless somehow my book is staying in print or whatever. Right. So I kind of think about this, like this concept of my own um, mortality. And when I die, what am I actually leaving behind? Right? What, what will my life's message have been? And I think about that because it informs, right? That's a future thinking thing. Hopefully knock on wood, hopefully I make it through the podcast and I live to see another day or two. 
But I think about this, like I future cast and I think, okay, like what, what's that going to be like? Like what's my, like when they say, what's your epitaph, what's going to be on your gravestone? What are they going to say about you at your funeral? Like what, what, what is it that they're going to remember about you and say about you um, when you're dead? But I would even go so far as to say, like, what are they saying about you now when you leave the room? What are people saying about you now? What are they thinking about you now? What has your quote unquote legacy, right? Uh, you know, or your reputation or whatever, what, what has been left in your wake now? Like, who are you being now? How are you living now? Who are you being and how am I being right? Or who am I being and how am I being and who are you being and how are you being? I think these are really important questions, but I think one of the things that I often see is that we don't, people are like in such a rush to try and, and I've talked about this in other ways on other podcasts, but I think this is really important because what Gandhi is saying when he's saying, my life is my message, he's basically saying who I am, this great soul that he is, the choices he made, the words he spoke, what he studied, how he spent his time, who he spent his time with, the culmination of everything, right? This is like his essence, this is what lingers. This is why we we can still be talking about him. The guy, the guy was assassinated. He was murdered in 1948. And he's still having a ripple effect, the exponential effect of him and his life and his words and his, you know, what what he left us, that message he left us. It reverberates. That shit is strong. It is still coming out and touching the hearts and the minds and the lives uh in the thinking, right? The minds of people. It's an incredible, incredible thing. And so Part of that, though, came from his willingness to steep himself in what he believed in, in this work, this, this um, you know, nonviolence resistance, this way of, of saying, I'm calling bullshit, but I'm not going to be violent and fight and harm others in my resistance of this. Now, look, I know we could, we could have a whole separate conversation about whether nonviolence resistance is always the way, right? that's a story for another day. But I just want to say like, he became his message. He lived his message. He didn't try to like jump over all the steps. And what I see these days is in a desire to be special. We're going to do a whole podcast about that, right? People's desire to get the cookies and to be special. (laughs) We're going to talk about all that. But, um, you know, in people's desire to kind of like skip to the front of the line, to not actually put in the process that I kind of think that like Gandhi like went through. So I'm going to break it down. There's like six steps the way that I see it, right? And whether this is personal development, spiritual development, self-knowledge, like learning something like whatever, these are the steps and these are the, these are the things These are the things that I practice. This is the work that I do, right? On myself, with myself and within myself. This is also the work that I do with people, my clients, right? Whether it's in my group coaching program, The Alchemy, whether it's in the quest, my one-to-one work, whether it's when I'm teaching at, at a retreat, my own your magic retreats, like whatever. 
This is kind of the process that I am inviting people into. And this is the practice that I do for myself. Number one, whatever it is, whether it's a new concept, whether it's a somatic tool, whether it's a uh, coaching tool, whether it's a training on whatever, learning a spiritual um, principle, like whatever the fuck, right? There's the process of learning it, right? And figuring it out, right? So step one is learn it. Now, a lot of times I think about learning something as if somebody else is teaching it to me, right? Like, oh, I went to that class and I learned this practice, this process, this this principle or whatever from listening to so-and-so. And that's great, okay? External teachers can be incredibly powerful and helpful. But then we go to step two. So number one, learn it. Step two is the practice it applying it, figuring it out. So it moves from taking it from the the head level, the intellectual level, oh, I learned this. And it kind of drops it down into the hat, into the body, right? Into the hands. So it moves from the head down into the hat, the body, the hands. So we move from taking this concept, oh, 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 I've learned this knowledge, I've learned this thing, right? And I don't consider it knowledge just because you listen to something. Like I see so many people, especially in the spiritual kind of fucking container, right? Oh, which sometimes makes me exhausted, but they'll say things like this. Oh yeah. I listened to that podcast. Oh yeah. I read that book. Oh yeah. I took that course. Oh yeah. I watched that video right? I listened to the podcast. I read the book. Uh, I love when people try to say to me, oh, I did the course in miracles. I'm like, oh, did you? (laughs) Did you? Did you take that course? Um, You know, I watched that video as if just by putting their eyeballs on something or putting their ears on something or putting their um, attention on something for like an hour or whatever, like now somehow they know this thing. Knowledge is a very different thing than information. So we go from information to integration and assimilation. And that's what I'm talking about today. Number one, learn it. Number two, right? Practice it and apply it. Get some of your own uh, self-wisdom. Get some of your own experience. Get, Get your own hands dirty with the concept or the tool or the practice or whatever, okay? Because it's from there that you go to step three, which is you start to embody it. It starts to sink into the deeper layers. It starts to get into your consciousness. So something moves from maybe in the beginning, it's a conscious incompetence. Like you become aware, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about or what I'm doing, right? A conscious incompetence. And then gradually over time, it becomes uh, unconscious competence that you've studied it so much, you've spent time with it, whether it's the words or the movements or the language or the artistry or the tools, like whatever it is, right? That you um, now start to really embody it. Like you take it in, you take it on, you move from, and I can just give you an example. So in the beginning, a lot of, I call them baby yoga teachers, right? Like new yoga teachers, when they start to teach, They almost always are just parroting 
the teachers that came before them. They're parroting the fucking little spiritual quotes that they find online or the, the books they read, right? They're just repeating it. They're regurgitating it, right? They're just kind of vomiting it back up like a mama bird, like just like has fed you. And now you're like, Meh, and you're just spitting it back out. You don't really get it yet. You might not even really understand it or why you're saying it, but you heard it enough times, right? Because repetition is how we learn, right? You heard it enough times that you can now spit the words back, but you might not be able to really explain to somebody why you're saying it, what it means, how you apply it, right? You're not quite ready yet to teach it and we'll get there in a minute. So you learn it, you practice it, you apply it, you embody it, and then you can start to model it, meaning you start to do it, right? You start to test it out. You start to kind of uh, like, uh, yeah, I don't know how to say it other than you model it, right? So like maybe you start to um, show people, which drops it into the, the next level when you actually can teach it. Because being able to, how do I say, being able to model it and do a thing is actually quite different than being able to teach it to others. Being able to model a thing is different than being able to teach it to others. So you might be able to show me like, oh, these are these chords on the guitar. Or, oh, this is how, you know, you swim these strokes in the pool. And then if I say, great, I want to do that. Break it down for me. Teach me the steps. Teach me the theory. Teach me the principle. Teach me why, you know, I want to do this stroke and that, that stroke. Why do I want to hold down that chord with my index finger versus blah, 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 blah. And you can't tell me. Not everybody is meant to be a teacher. And then you move down from number six, right down to number six. So we have learn it, practice it, right? Which is also apply it and all that stuff. Embody it, be able to model it. Then you can teach it. I'm going to, I haven't lost sight of Gandhi. We're coming back. Okay. Stay with me. Take the ride with me. Take the ride with me. Go for the walk. Go for the walk with me. Okay. And then number six, we move from number five, teach it to number six, you become it. You be it. You become the living example of the thing. So people want to, let's just use peacefulness, right? Let's just use peace, right? People love to talk about peace. People love to like say, oh, I read this book, like, and, and they wear their shirts, like teach peace, you know, like whatever the fuck, right? Peace signs, right? Like be peaceful. And then when you hang around them, you realize like, oh, they might have quote unquote learned this. They maybe are trying to practice it occasionally, but they clearly have not embodied it. They're not modeling it. They are not able to teach it because they can't do it, right? And they're not being it, right? That's just an example. I'm not making fun of anybody in particular. We all have these things and we're all human. We're going to slip up. We're going to be clumsy. We're not always going to be a perfect fucking, perfection doesn't even exist. It's a, That's a racket, right? But we are going to slip up sometimes. So I'm not saying like, oh, because you blow it once, it doesn't mean you haven't done the work or you're not doing the work. I'm not here to police anybody. I'm just saying when we start to become and be the living example, because we've done all these things, we've moved it from the head down to the heart, into the body. We've embodied it. We've practiced it. We've thought about it. We've spoken about it. We've talked about it. We've done it 
right? We have we have experience now. We have education now. We 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 may be bumping up against becoming an expert because we've done it so many times with ourselves, with others, right? Different groups of people, like whatever it is. Okay. So that's the thing. Who are you being? How are you being? Which comes back to this question of what is the message that you are sending out? If your life was to end today, like not God forbid, God forbid, okay? Is who and how you have been being, is it representative of you? Is it how you actually want to be remembered? Like if you died today, what would what would your message have been? If we were to take a look back at your identity, your beliefs, your stories, the way you spoke about yourself and others, the work that you did, the way that you lived, the food that you ate, how you spent your money, who you spent your time with, right? The groups that you signed up for, the people you associated or didn't associate with, how you voted, all these things. What do you think the message of your life would be right now? Now, I realize this is a pretty big question to be posing and to expect. I have no expectation that you're going to have an answer for this right now, but I do want to invite you into thinking about this right now or, you know, in the future, soon. <laughs> I'm not here to dictate your schedule to you or your time, but I think these are questions that are worth considering. What are they going to say about who you are, who you've been, how you are, right? If your life is your message, what has your message been so far in your life? Who you are, how you are, your identity, your inner work is constantly revealing itself. You cannot hide from it. I'll sometimes jokingly say to my friends, we'll see something or they'll tell me a story and I'll go, oh, their subconscious is leaking, right? There's some things. I say it about myself too. Like, oh, I'll find myself saying something or thinking something. I'll be like, oh, that's something I want to take a look at, right? Where did that belief come? Where did that story come from? Where did that behavior come from? And is that something that I want to continue to do, continue to say? Is that some way that I want to continue to be? Because I want to, at the very least, right, be be proud of, um, be content with, right? Again, I don't have some big les- legacy to, to hand off to my kids, but we all like to think that our life, uh, our being here matters, that it's going to somehow um, have impact or make a difference in the world. If even if it's just on a small handful of people that you interact with on a daily or a weekly or a consistent basis, right? We don't want to um, feel as if we didn't fully um, become who we were meant to be. And that who and how we are, we, we hope that it has been helpful in some way, or we created something, or we loved people well. You know, like that's one of that's one of my hopes is that 
Um, people know that I've I've tried, have not always fucking gotten it right. Have this again, perfect does not exist. I have been more clumsy. It's not even that I than I care to admit. I admit it. I know I've been fucking clumsy, so clumsy at times in my life. But I hope that part of, and I, I don't know another word, uh, <laughs> I don't want to use the word residue, like like that part of my legacy is a legacy of love that I've tried, that I've tried to um, be better, to become better, uh, to be who I really am, uh, to be who the divine created me to be, and to, um, you know, and to use my gifts while I'm here, whatever they may be, to, to um, practice my crafts and to uh, use, uh, you know, and again, as a white, as a white woman, I have privilege, right, to, to use it in the power of good. And to, you know, it's no doubt, like I was thinking about this today um, or yesterday, actually, when I was out, um, I was yesterday, the day before I was out uh, on a run walk. And the reality of it is, is just being alive. I know that harm will be done just for my being on the planet. That when I drive my car, there will be bugs that fly into my windshield. It crushes, like I, it, like I, I cringe when I think about it. It's like, ugh. I know just me being alive and walking through a field or on the ground or running and maybe, and I do, like I'm one of those people, right? Like I really try to be aware when I'm walking and when I'm running, not like every single time, because hello, human, I have flaws, I make mistakes, but I do try to be aware of my environment and I try not to run on little anthills. I try not to step on critters that are crawling around. Like I try to really be aware, you know, but I know that some 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 instances are going to slip through the crack and you know just my being alive will call cause harm somewhere and i know it did er earlier in my younger years for sure on both a human and an animal level on a human level um before i started to learn some of these things these spiritual concepts these tools these things to regulate my nervous system to deal with my trauma like before right when i was still in survival mode God knows I probably took down some people with me, not on purpose. Um, and definitely as somebody who used to, um, you know, not be vegan, I used to wear animal products. I used to, you know, go to the zoo and go to fucking SeaWorld and, you know, see, you know, like what I rode horses and I'm not bad. Horse people don't come for me. I'm just saying like, you know, I used to eat animals, wear animal leather, animal skin, you know, um, I never wore, I had wore four fur only once in my life. And uh, it was because it doesn't even matter. It was my mother's jacket. It was my mother's jacket. It was one of the few things that we had left of hers. Um, and I, I think now, like, I think my mother, I would like to think my mother was such an animal lover. I think at some point she would have awoken to the um, hypocrisy of that, <laughs> I would like to think. Um, but um, no doubt my just being alive has caused harm. This is not some like weird confessional. I'm just saying, but now, now when, when we know better, I do think when we know better, we have a responsibility to be better. So I am here to learn things, right? I am here to practice and apply the things that are mine to learn. I am here to embody the lessons. I am here to model the things, right? To actually put it into practice and to start to um, do these things, take action, be out in the world. Then and only then can I really teach it, like really teach it to others, which is what I try to do. And then my job is simply to be it. And then all the other stuff starts to fall away. When you become the thing, right? It doesn't mean you don't keep practicing and modeling it and stuff, but 
all all the efforting kind of like falls away because your identity has shifted and now you are just being the thing. So let's come back to you. Ask yourself, whatever it is that you are pursuing right now or practicing right now or trying to um, become wicked good at right now, right? And whether that's becoming a coach or whether that's being a better parent or whether that's fill in the blank, whatever it is, an artist, a writer, a human being, right? I just sent an email out a couple of weeks ago called, I was talking about my program, The Alchemy, and we were joking around how one of my friends called it the be a better human school, <laughs> be a better human being school. It's kind of funny. And that's what I'm doing here. I am, I am on the daily trying to be uh, a better human being. I'm not looking for perfection because that doesn't exist. I, I am embracing fully my humanity and celebrating, right? And, and remembering my divinity. Uh, and that's what I invite you guys to do today too. Okay. Number one, we learn it. Number two, we practice it and apply it. Number three, we embody it. Number four, we model it. We take action. We do the damn thing. Number five, then we can start to teach it and share it with others, right? Talk about it, write about it, do courses, whatever the thing is, coach people, mentor people, lead people, and number six, the goal is to be it so that you become, your life becomes the message, that you become the living example of whatever it is, kindness, compassion, love, right? Kung fu, friggin' guitar, like whatever the thing is, become the thing. And I think that, you know, a lot of us hope to be remembered as people who were kind, not necessarily nice whole other podcast for another day. Nice is, nice is not that interested in being nice. I am interested in being kind. I am interested in being compassionate. I am interested in um, looking out for each other, et cetera, et cetera. So you guys, you know, if you're interested in um, this kind of becoming who it is, that you want to be, are meant to be, are created to be, if you are interested in being a better human, whatever, okay? There's a bunch of different ways. You can simply just get on. I'm not saying like just getting on my email list. <laughs> it's gonna quote unquote, make you a better person. That's not what I'm saying at all. But if you do get on my email list, you will hear more about these kinds of things. I write about these things. I talk about these things. I teach about these things. I have events in office about these things. And that's just karenkinney.com slash sign up. Come join. Come join. You'll hear from me, not obnoxiously, just about the right amount, I would say. Just like, just like you know, just right. Just the right amount. Uh, you can also think about joining my January cohort, January 2024 cohort, cohort uh, the roundtables of... Um, the Alchemy. That's my group coaching program. Um, or you could work with me one-to-one -one in the quest, or you could come to my four-day retreat that's coming up in November. People are already signing up. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be powerful and impactful and amazing. And that's in, I think it's November 9th through the 12th, whatever. It's Thursday through Sunday. That's going to be fantastic. Um, you can find all these things on my website. Just go to karenkenny.com you'll see it. You'll see Own Your Magic Retreat. You'll see the Quest one-to-one. -one. You'll see the Alchemy group coaching program. You'll also see my little shop. It's got a few Storytime Hypnosis audios in there that you can download. So there's good stuff all the way around. So take action on one of those things because why not? Who doesn't want to grow? 
who doesn't want to learn and then practice shit and then embody it and then model it and then maybe teach it to somebody else, pass it on to a friend, share it, and then become the damn thing. Who doesn't want to do that? I know I do. Maybe you don't. And if, if you don't, then maybe uh, I'm not the the right uh, podcast to be listening to. <laughs> Woo! All right, you guys, I appreciate you. Thank you for spending some time with me today. It's always a pleasure. It's always wicked fun to hang out with you guys. And I appreciate you so much. And wherever you go in the world, wherever you go in the world, man, be yourself, right? And let's take time. I want you to really take time. Uh, Do it, don't do it. You're an adult. I can't make you. But this is an invitation to ask yourself, if I were to die today, right? End of day, clock out, time's up, done, right? What will your life's message have been? What are they going to say about you? Who have you been and how have you been? This is the shit that matters thinking about these things and then doing something about them. If you don't like what you think it, it would be, if you're like, I am not satisfied what, what my message would have been so far, let's do something about it. Let's take some action. Let's take these six steps and do something and basically remove the blocks and the barriers that keep you from knowing who you truly are, who you are meant to be. All right, that's what I got for you today. Go out into the world, be your awesome self, leave people, leave animals, leave the environment, leave everything, places better than how you found them. Wherever you go, may be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.